Let this food take you places you've never imagined. We really out here eating good ass food, listening to good ass music, just vibing. We aren't critics, fuck critics. We're only bringing you things we love. With your host, Nelson motherfucking Conroy. You've never experienced anything like this before. Open your ears and free your taste buds. Gastro traveling, motherfucker. Are you recording? Yep. On there. Whoa, you're recording already? I'm not even ready. You're recording? Yeah, this is how a fucking pro so- does it. <laughs> he just started. Wow. See, everybody, we're starting the show just like this because because I just want everybody to know how I'm vi- uh, verbally abused by the man sitting across from me. Right, I'm being a bit of a cunt. Um, it's a full house in the, in the gastral studio today. Uh, sorry if we sound a little different. We're doing some renovation to the studio, so yeah. it might be sound a little different. Who knows? But we'll figure it out. Uh, but we have two gentlemen here with us today. Um, my good friend, Steven. Hello, it is me, Steven, reporting live from the gastral traveling uh, zone. <laughs> <laughs> and to my far right, we have Tristan Horse. Always in the far right, Tristan Horse. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be back. A bit of a surprise. I yeah, was surpri- be on. I came secret- here to represent Steven. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I would like to make it clear that Tristan is here as a co-host and also as my attorney. Yes. <laughs> I'm very learned, just like uh, Kim Kardashian West. Did she ever get her podcasting is a visual medium, but I am shaking my head up and down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did she get her law degree? Oh, yeah. No, she's I think, she's I think she passed the bar in Los Angeles County get, or something. They're trying to get Larry Hoover out, right? They're trying to get Larry Hoover out. She's trying to get the BTK killer out, but then she found out he's, he's been dead for a while. Yeah, I heard she passed the bar, <laughs> but folks, I'd like her to pass the Mansfield bar. Yeah, she's actually representing uh, <laughs> Brian Laundry right now. Anyways, this is Brian. This is Gastro Traveling. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, today we're talking about Sufjan. Did I say that right? Sufjan? <laughs> Sufjan. Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> Subaru Stevens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carrie and Lowell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, Lowell. Lowell, Carrie and Lowell from 2015. Thank you so Sufjan much. I'm a little Stevens. touched. In the head, so. No, no, it's okay. Uh, You're Italian. Sufjan is notoriously hard to pronounce. Uh, it is what you didn't. A little what? I'm a little touched. I'm a little TikTok. What does that mean? You're a little. I'm a little, I'm a little TikTok. What does that mean? You're touched. Touched, touched, touched by an angel. Do you, need a, do you need to point to a doll or something? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> Welcome back to uh, childhood trauma. With your host, <laughs> Anyways, um, what were we talking about? What were you saying, Stephen? Oh, I was just going to say the origin of the name because let's clear the air. Sufjan's a weird name, right? But but uh, it's um, he was actually named by his mother and father's preacher. He was part of a, uh, it's described as an interfaith uh, religious commune called <laughs> Sub- Sabud. Uh, Sufyan is a pre uh, a pre Islamic Persian Arabic like Persian Arabic blend name. It translates to "comes with a sword." Despite being white, right? Yeah. He doesn't have a touch of. <laughs> yeah, I well, it, I uh, thought he was Jewish. His father's mm-hmm. name is Rashid, but I, I don't know. If yeah, he a, played Karen Prince. Pelham I believe he's. Office. I believe he's actually. <laughs> 
I believe he's actually Greek. I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, a very interesting name, but uh, it fits him in a way. Yeah. So it's Sufjan Stevens, Sufjan Carrie Stevens. and Lowell. Carrie and Lowell. Thank you. I feel oh, it's, it's my pleasure. It's my treasure. It's my. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schleasure. There you go. Okay. Cool. So well, every- we had a great time tonight, folks. <laughs> so every week here at Gastel Traveling, we bring in my good friend, Angel Campos. Mm. We pair a meal. Mm-hmm. We do what? We fly him over. Speaking to the mic, please. It's just for you. It was your punchline. Angel and I go way back, so I'm really excited. Randy, you sound different. I can't hear you. Talking to a mic, please. Did you raise your voice so I can come in? Yeah, come in. Okay, make sure. Uh, Angel, thank you so much. So, Angel. Oh, wow. What the fuck? Cooked for us. Wow. Delicious, it looks like. It's got, it looks like a, like some sort of patty. Some sort of pate, perhaps. With like a purple grimace thing. Angel, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're making sure we're close because I know it's a new. You some know. sort of grimace dish. Some sort of grimace dish. Tell me uh, what we got here right in front of us, please. So from bottom to top, it's ube. Okay, so oh, this okay. is um, in the first song. I remember there's a lyric something about amethyst. Mm-hmm. So I just went purple. On the, table. the whole thing, like as soon as I heard the first song, I've, I've not listened. I listened to the album, but like it was my first time listening to it. And I'm like, within the first few seconds, I'm like, I already knew what I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And then the more I listened to the album, like the whole dish came clear. But like the amethyst really stuck out to me. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, like. A lot of the melodic notes were light on me, per se. Mm-hmm. Very high, heavier undertones. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted a lighter dish, mm-hmm. but I really wanted like, a lot of color and a lot of pop. So also to kind of like appreciate you for... I, I really like the album. Mm-hmm. And I, I know they dropped an album recently. Pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a collaboration album with... It was, uh, uh, are we talking about the cla- Oh, I'm talking about the album, his last studio album. Oh, the well, solo. Um, What's that Convocations? Called? I don't know. Because that's just all in, uh, uh, instrumental. It was the other one. Mm. The America song, Don't Do To Me, Oh, Do To America. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a whole last album that came Ascension. out recently. The Ascension. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Angel. We kind of do track. If you didn't have a bowl, that'd be on a shirt. <laughs> you saved my life. So what, what is this exactly? So, dish. Uh, it's like a puree of ube. <laughs> then I made a... Explain to me what ube is. Ube is a purple... Uh, Asian yam. It's like a sweet potato. Wow. It, it tastes has it, it. It typically has like bitter notes, but I cheated it. It's pretty um, sweet. Oh, I, I put brown sugar in it. Mm. You don't want to taste straight up ube. Yeah, it's very like tough. It's like seeing the Ark of the Covenant. Then we have a lovely um, pan seared um, cod cake, and it's, it's got good. like uh, sweet peppers. I put onions, garlic. So originally, I was gonna do like a piece of fish but it was going to be runny and I didn't want it mm. to be runny I still wanted to keep it light so I just decided to make it into a cake and then but the oil so the ube doesn't have any fat so that's why I introduced the oil to kind of like add fat to the ube per se but it's an umami spring onion oil really yeah and then microgreens um, dude you're slamming this dude if this is the grimish dish because it's purple then the hamburger dish would be nothing because he stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm going to jail. It's very good. <laughs> this, this is this very, is, it's fantastic. Like, I'm, I'm kind of speechless at this point. Yeah. I appreciate it. And you know the crazy part is? We're not done with the year. Wow. Imagine all the crazy shit I'm going to crank out. Crank. I can't speak today. Me and Robert, I don't like half brain today. No, I'm good. Fuck you. you Imagine all the stuff I can crack cow. Crack cow? Poland? Crack out Poland? It's a camp that helps you concentrate. Oh, oh no. That, oh, that's a concentration camp. I thought it was a town in Poland. Oh, Krakow concentration camp. Oh, shit. A flag that. So for editing. Wait, no. Krakow is a town in Poland. Dachau is what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Anything else, sir? Angel, this is delicious mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. Thank you for being a great chef and Thank great you. friend. You the best. I like you how know, close we are. Yes, Kish. I know you don't like this. He doesn't like it. It's audio. Just no one will see it well. It's people will see this. People are looking at us right now. We almost kissed. Are we on Twitch? No. Are you saying people are seeing you right now? No, 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 we're not. No, we're not on Twitch. We had like a whole hot dog in between our mouth and everything. Mm -hmm. Like lady in the trance. Double held dildo. (laughs) Angel, thank you so much for coming on. You're amazing. You're a talent, and I love you. And this is like, like I totally, I totally see how the record could take you in this direction. Not only with like. Like just like the really vibrant colors because like it like he's so specific in his vocabulary and what he chooses to say mm-hmm. throughout the course of the record and it's like in that there's like a brightness and like you said kind of like a lightness in the tonality but it's so like um it makes sense that like a rich color like there's so many rich colors on the the plate between the champagne sauce and the the ube and and obviously like the peppers and things like that it's like a it's like a it's like a um, the heaviness of the emotion, even though it's such like a light dish, and the songs are so sonically light. Like it, it's it's very sincere, and and the it being a record predominantly referential to the state of Oregon, it makes complete sense that it would it would be a, a fish dish. So I didn't even think about that. It's awesome. And it's got rape, Nelson, and it tastes delicious. I know. Fucking nuts, dude. He needs to write my fucking. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like I'm like <laughs> like. First, God damn! Like I'm inspired. This is awesome. First. It's all right. Like we'll I'm get into blushing. the album later, but this is. What I'm blushing that he can put into words what I put down into. Every week I come here and I say how much I love this food, and you're gonna say that to me. <laughs> I hope you get spit roasted by them, bro. Um, if 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 if, if someone no, told me I had to bad way like verbally, you know, like if someone told me I had to, I'm only getting shut oh, up sorry. for a second. Let's leave it no, I just want the audience. If you're watching this on on um, YouTube or or MySpace video or, or Quibi, Quibi or BrainPop.com, uh, uh, what whatever cool math. I just want you to make eye contact with me for a moment. If someone told me I had to pay $30 in a restaurant for this, I would believe it, and I would leave satisfied. This is a delicious plate of food. I just I just want to say that. So, Angel, thank you for coming on. You're yeah, amazing. Thank you, Angel. Yeah, that was awesome. awesome. I was awesome. Talented man. The best. I feel, I feel like so, like... By the way, thanks for having me on the pod. I'm so glad that you're here, Stephen. I'm yeah, so excited. Like, I, I, I've, I've said it many times to Rob, uh, but I think this is a great idea. For for a podcast and, and it's and it's awesome to see like it executed, you Thank know. You. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It's a great idea for a podcast, but you are horribly executing it. That's <laughs> where I thought we were going. 
I'm here to clean it up a little bit. No, listen, you let me you let me eat food like that, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. See, I'm telling you, the food is the vision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like guests should have to pay to be on this. Because this is like an actual like restaurant meal. No, like it was like no, a Mario Batali meal. He, he was, called me into the kitchen earlier to have me look at the oil he was infusing with the chives, and I was like, Jesus, I'm like, I don't mm. fucking know how to do any of that. If you that. put a splash of Sprite in this for some carbonation, even better. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the Grimace sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson. It's just really purple. It was very purple. So let's just kind of dive into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, yes, sir. Steven, when did you first hear about Sufjan Stevens? Because oh, um, Steven's a bit of an aficionado. So the funny thing is this. Um, Tristan, uh, I, I mask off. Um, I'm pretty close friends with everyone on this podcast, mm-hmm. but um, but uh, Tristan and I became very close um, around the time I was graduating high school. Um, and Tristan is very fond of a joke that uh, he tells me to listen to musicians, and then two years later, I text him back saying that I love them, yeah. um, and that I always have. <laughs> Happens every time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, when Tristan and I first became good friends, uh, he interest he introduced me to Sufjan Stevens in passing. Um, and uh, the first year I went off to college, uh, I was isolated. I felt very alone. Um, I was going through, you know, the stuff that you go through when you go from being a young adult to an adult, right? Um, and I listened to Sufjan Stevens for the first time in my dorm room under my desk, just staring uh, at the seal at the ceiling, which was just the, the desk, obviously. Um, and that was his album, Come On, Feel the Illinois, um, which came out in 2005. Five. Yeah. Um, uh, but just, he's an incredible musician. Um, and I would highly recommend that you check out all of his music. I would, I would say, um, I mean, uh, was this your first time listening to the record? Nelson? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did it strike you? I'm, I'm actually interested how you felt about it. I, I really, really loved it. It was just a different, it was a different vibe than I'm used to than what I usually listen to. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it's very like in your emotions, deep and whatever. And then, cause I had it playing on the background for like, like the last couple of weeks when we decided this was the album. And then I like read the lyrics. I was like, Oh shit. Like this is sad. This is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, he is a fascinating musician. I mean, Tristan can attest to this, but like his wheelhouse is this sort of like folk, um, very almost like quasi spiritual music, mm-hmm. uh, very Americana. But I mean, he, he's a bit of a musical comedian. Uh, uh, I almost said comedian chameleon because, uh, through his, I believe he now has nine studio albums. Um, he's recorded everything from like pure Baroque pop to like very Spartan electronica to like very loud music. And he's also recorded like two Christmas albums. But um, Carrie and Lowell is just um, stripped down a man bearing his soul to the world. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, um, like when you say, when you get in the lyrics, it is very sad, but also it's it's um it's a very intimate um immediate emotion. Like I think it's something that um if you allow yourself, everyone has felt this. Um maybe they're not able to say it in those ways. But uh we can get into what the album means and stuff in a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was just really interested in uh Tristan, how do you discover Sufjan Stevens? It dropped probably about two thousand six, two thousand seven, my sisters got a hold of Illinois and uh they played a lot on their uh their laptop 
and uh, I would lay on their floor and listen to it. Um, that's that's how I found out Sufi on Stevens, and it, it, it and like I never really kept up with them after that. But then, uh, probably around twenty thirteen, I came back. Um, yeah, uh, Carrie and Lowell came out when I graduated high school around that time, two thousand fifteen. Yep, intertwined those two memories: yep. high school and Carrie and Lowell. It came for me in 2015. I was really struggling in college, and uh, my uh, in the spring of that year, my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really um, sonically think about this album. It takes me back to um, the road trip that we took to my grandmother's funeral in um, North Carolina and uh, Southern uh, Virginia, passing through the Blue Ridge Mountains listening to this in the back of my parents' car. That's what I think about a lot. But uh, And unfortunately, you had it in the CD player, and you're making your whole family sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I actually had my head out the window like a dog yelping. Yeah. I was going, yeah, yeah. New dogs put their heads out the window, not because of rain, wind, but because of smells. Yeah. There's so many different smells going by so fast. It's you know, actually, we are. I really think it's because of the wind. And it's we are. because it smells. And we are in a food podcast. But did you know that um, nine tenths of all flavor is aroma? Mm. So, so whenever a dog is gotten that big sniffer working, yeah, they're 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 all, they almost literally are tasting the air. Wow. So what I really love about this album, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I'm. What I really love is the. Um, like the Christian elements of it, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not like Christian music mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, like it's like glory to God or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's I'm a sinner. I've sinned and I need help. I need Jesus. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I really love that. Like, especially like new Kanye and stuff is what it mm-hmm. reminds me of, mm-hmm. of like, I just need Jesus. And yeah. I, and it's, it's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean what, what I think we're seeing on the record in general, which to provide some background, I mean, um, Carrie and Lowell was recorded in 2015. Mm. Um, some in uh, the demos were originally recorded in a um, hotel room in Oregon on an iPhone on an iPhone. Yeah. Whoa. And not even like a modern iPhone that would have been like one an iPhone six. I don't know. I just work here, but like uh, it was, it was touched up by um, a close personal collaborator of Sufjan Stevens, uh, a guy that he goes by dove man. That's his moniker as a producer. Um, and there was some touching up done at uh, the Euclair studio. Euclair, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Bon Iver studio. They did a little bit of touching up, um, and a couple other producers had their hands on this. But it was major, like most of it was recorded um, following this kind of depressive st- uh, uh, cycle that Stevens was uh, undergoing following the death of his biological mother. Um, and if you can dig into the lyrics and I mean, we could talk about it more in detail later on if you want, Mm -hmm. but, uh, his mother's name was Carrie. Um, when she was, uh, the mother of Sufjan and his three siblings. And when Sufjan was one years old, um, she left the family. Um, she dealt with, uh, schizophrenia and other health issues and really only came back into their life. Um, when she had moved away from the greater Detroit area in Michigan to Oregon, uh, she only came back into their life because of Lowell Brahms, her second husband. Carrie, Carrie only really came back into Sufjan's life and very uh, briefly because Lowell basically like demanded it. And Lowell developed a really special relationship with Sufjan. There's actually a song I, um, 
that came out before her death. It's on the Michigan record, which was, I believe, his first major label record. I never cared much for Michigan. Believe really? It or not. Yeah, not my favorite. It's it's a it's a, a kind of similar in some ways to Carrie and Lowell, and that is it is a pretty classic like uh, folk record. Um, but the first verse of this um, is once when our mother called, she had a voice of last year's cough. We passed around the phone sharing a word about Oregon. When my turn came, I was ashamed. Um, this is obviously, and I, I think we could say this for anyone, uh, estranged uh, relationships with loved ones uh, very much shape our lives, right? Or just mm-hmm. uh, relationships with loved ones in general. There's a great uh, quote about the writing of the record that Sufjan used uh, in an interview with The Guardian when it came out. Um, and he talked about like uh, how not only was Lowell the person that brought Carrie back into his life, but Lowell was the person that made him love music to begin with. Um, it, Lowell's version took her, took her out of his life. Patton <laughs> Oswald mode. Uh, but um, Lowell... Lowell uh, me on that one <laughs> uh, Tristan insists that Patton Oswalt killed his first wife. Well, what does it have to do with this? <laughs> um, you'll listen to it later, you'll understand. But, okay. uh, um, Carrie, uh, was not really into music, and, uh, Sufjan's father, that I believe is pronounced, his name is pronounced Rajid, uh, they didn't have like a stereo or anything in the home, but Lowell would send Sufjan, um, Leonard Cohen tapes. And actually, I didn't know that. And actually, Judy Sill tapes. Really? Yeah, Judy Sill. Yeah, yeah. So one of the greatest songwriters so, um, ever produced. So um, the uh, first exposure to music that Sufjan had was really? um, was a uh, was no. Uh, let me find the quote really quick. If someone wants to vamp for a second, because I I I, I want to. Uh, this is one of the singles from the record. Should have known better. I don't know who's playing it. Where's it coming from? I don't know. Oh, it's coming from my phone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really fucked up there. Um, but, uh, but, uh, it's fine. You have to find a quote. I trust you. No, it was, it was just a cool <laughs> quote. I'm sorry. Uh, but, but anyway, when, uh, when, when, um, Sufjan, uh, started at the new school, um, and then later when he was first starting shows, when he was a children's book writer for, uh, Time Warner Media. Um, Lowell would come to his shows in New York City and watch them and like uh, give him credit and like like constructive criticism. Here's a quote. Sorry, Lowell, an amateur musician and avid record collector, introduced Stevens to Leonard Cohen, Frank Zappa, Judy Sill, Nick Drape, The Wipers, and Mike Oldfield. Wow. Um, but there's there's uh, there's just a beautiful quote about like loss and trying to process it that Sufjan says about um, the process of recording um, in general as well, how difficult it was for him to record this record. Because like, I think all of us in this room, not to sound pretentious, but we consider ourselves in one way or another, like uh, we try to make art, right? So mm-hmm. the word would yeah. be artist. Uh, but like, that's usually like a, re- a pretty residual relationship, right? Like uh, we feel that uh, we get something out of it right? Whether it's joy or, or like a catharsis, but he wrote, um, 
I was recording songs as a means of grieving, making sense of it, but the writing and recording wasn't the salve I expected. I fell deeper and deeper into doubt and misery. It was a year of real darkness. In the past, my work had a real reciprocity of resources. I would put something in and get something from it, but not this time. Um, and I think that's reflective in the, in the mood of the record. Like the, the second to last song on the record, I would say, is the absolute um, darkest. Also, it's also the first single from the record, No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of sad songs on this record, but that that is the most um, morose. I, I, I guess I would say. I think every song's sad, isn't it? Well, I, I, I would say every song's sad on the record. Uh, I would say um, definitely sad undertones to every song. Eugene is kind of yeah. like a kind of like a looking back fondly on something mm-hmm. song, and I would definitely say the only thing is actually like for for a record this dark is very uplifting. Yeah, I can agree with that. We can go through the tracks if you want, Nelson. I don't mean to. I don't want to railroad and talk. The world, the world no, is I want your to oyster, talk. I, What? The world is your oyster. Is there? Is the? Um, oh, and I, I just wanted to speak to what you said about Christian overtones yes. or undertones. Um, Sufjan, like I said, he was raised in a like an interfaith like kind of religious commune. Uh, he's always had like very religious undertones to his lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's more up front like on the album seven swans it's pretty up front like um he is a born again christian too. Yeah, is, yeah yeah but um he makes a lot of biblical references and and you can see that a lot in the record i like it i, I respect it yeah I, I i think it's really good i can't think of any on top of my head because i don't know this record as much as you guys do mm-hmm. but like the like there's references to like delilah and like john my beloved yeah and rose of aaron's beard um like but but like uh again i'm not trying to sound pretentious but it's kind of hard not to like when you're talking about like something really conceptual like Mm -hmm. this um and like psychologically demanding but he's really a poet like up there with cohen uh he's he (laughs) no like i just said i just said cohen terms yeah i just said cohen because i brought him up and that was one of the first Mm. musicians he was introduced to but in the way that cohen was not a songwriter he was a poet that Mm -hmm. had yeah music Mm -hmm. right i you know even though it's a very sad album i find it it's very healing you know especially if you lose somebody like a loved one or whatever and you listen to it like it's definitely a meditation it's definitely a meditation on loss yeah oh yeah and and, out yeah, that's all I was going to say. I, don't know. I mean, it's it's just 42 minutes of like this intense personal microcosm of 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 grief and and the questions demanding it of like am I a good person? Was the person that I lost a good person? Did they love me? Did they care about me? Did they respect me? Um how do I see myself because of this? The anger, the resentment. I mean, we've all felt that. I said that earlier, but we've all felt that in one way or another, whether it's like an intense personal loss of a loved one mm-hmm. or like just a friendship that fell by the wayside, you know? Uh, and and even though it's Sufjan saying these things and it's so specific, in some cases so very specific, whether it's about learning how to swim or people not being able to pronounce his name or like these specific references on 4th of July to like Oregonian events, like the Tillamook Burn, mm-hmm. but, but like like... It's just a, such a human thing, a human emotion that we've all felt that even though he's so hyper-specific in the words he chooses, the references he makes, um, 
the picture that he paints, but uh, it is something that is just encompassing of the human experience. And I think that's what makes it so accessible. Mm. Like you said, like you did not think that this is what the album was going to be like. No, it, I had yeah. no, like, cause if you look at the cover, like it doesn't sound like it's going to be so dark. No, it's just for, for those that haven't seen it. Well, one, look it up. I mean, you're listening to this on a computer probably. Yeah. So, dumbass. Um, but, but, uh, it's just a, it's just a faded picture, uh, of the titular Carrie and Lowell. And it's hard to find a picture of Lowell Brahms anywhere else other than that album cover. Yeah. There's a couple other very pixelated photos of him online. He like is a pretty reclusive man that lives it, in Oregon, I believe, it, he, and runs the record label. Did you maybe I missed this somehow? Did you talk about how they have a they they co own a record oh, label? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh Sufjan's first album. Talk talking was about it, Lowell Brahms encouraging it, Sufjan to It's like music. a noise album. Uh in, Enjoy Your Rabbit. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's very electronic, but it came out in I want to say two thousand. Two thousand nineteen ninety nine. And it was uh produced and uh like uh, really executive produced by Lowell Brahms, who co-founded a record label with his stepson in 2000, Asthmatic Kitty, mm-hmm. which Sufjan still releases on today. Yeah. As well as some other artists, but none are coming to my mind, even though they do have a couple of people where it's like, wow, you make music with Asthmatic Kitty? Something Negro. Let me just look it up right now, because now... Negro uh, Geraldo. Geraldo Rivera. Well, I think I'm serious. I, I know I, I am way closer you. than you guys think. No, I no, I believe you. Uh, this could be an aside. I don't know. Hidalgo Negro, Angelo D'Agostino, who just did the comp record with him. Helado Negro, yeah. So so Black Ice, um, yes. or is yeah Black Ice? Is that her Hidalgo means? Helado. Oh, Linda Pear hacks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. Uh, everyone remembers my brightest diamond. Uh-uh. That's a uh, Pink Floyd song. Mm-hmm. Shine on my brightest diamond. That's a stupid. One of the lyrics that kind of caught me off guard was in. Um, all of me wants all of you mm-hmm. where he says, um, you checked your phone while I masturbated. Yeah. When I first heard it, I was like, what the fuck is he talking kinda about? It comes out of nowhere. Doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. But when you like kind of look into it, what it actually means is, you know, you're so disconnected with the person you love that, you know, they're just fucking around instead of having like, an intimate moment with them. Yeah. You're just fucking yourself. Yep. And I, and I mean, <clears throat> he's pretty openly in his lyrics like throughout his career been very like um open and bare mm-hmm. about like how he's feeling and what's going on like um whether it's his his just his general emotions or like any like psychosexual stuff he's got going on yeah i'm not super open because we still the verdict's still out on his sexuality well that, i mean like i i would say he's open about dis- like i don't think there's any topic that he leaves on un, um, no stone unturned but uh it was actually very uh i would say controversial a controversial topic on tumblr certainly and throughout the internet community yeah. over whether or not sufjan was gay yeah there was a, a popular tumblr page or an article or something it was called uh is this sufjan Stevens song gay or just about god <laughs> because he, he definitely uh, a lot of his god songs sound i like just figured he was bisexual that's what i just he, assumed because he, he dated saint vincent mm-hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with saint vincent that 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. dated and toured together. St. Vincent was the backing guitar player yeah. on the Illinois mm-hmm. um, yeah. studio. So uh, he's tour. definitely yeah. down with the pussy to a certain extent. Sure. Um, Ooh, but he also, <laughs> <laughs> he also liked the reverse pussy, too. <laughs> That's what you want to call it, sure. The, the outer pussy. pussy. There you go. <laughs> Folks, he's talking about. A penis. By the way, for everyone listening, I I, I didn't plan on being on today's show. I'm just kind of sitting here uh, playing uh, Ed McMahon. uh, (laughs) This is a Steven episode. You're kind of like you're kind of like my Andy Richter, right? Yeah, I'm your Andy Richter. Yeah. Proceed. Um, like, uh, (laughs) but uh, like, just it kind of hits you in the gut to begin with, like death with dignity. Uh, mm-hmm. That that is an opening track. Just it, it, the first words on a fucking record being. Uh, can I swear on this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the 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 first uh, the first lyrics on a record being uh, "Spirit of my silence, I can hear you, but I'm afraid to be near you, and I don't know where to begin." <sighs> like like I mean, it's so powerful. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, and I mean, it it, it speaks to like, uh, folks. Sometimes we feel sad. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Uh, and and, uh, you know, every once in a while when we feel sad, we just don't know where it starts and ends. Right. Uh, the the we feel like we have taken a step into the abyss or uh, we've looked too long into it. And now we can see it gazing back into us. And, uh, you know, you just feel so overwhelmed. You don't know where to be in. Um, again, it goes back to speaking like I just feel like he he has such an eloquent way of um, saying things that everyone feels but has a hard time putting words to. So what are, what are some of the songs that you have on repeat? Like, what are your favorites in this album? Um, wow. Uh, I mean, I, I listen to this album, I'd say at least front to back. Like, I make a point to at least a couple times a year. Um, in terms of, like, playlists, it's, it's hard to kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Break it up. Break it up just because it's so um, front to back. Yeah, it's very cohesive. Like... Um, for a long time, No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross was my favorite song off of the record. I would say now it's either The Only Thing or Death with Dignity or Fourth um, of July. Uh, I think uh, No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross is just a is just a, a black pit of sadness in, in terms of music. But uh, Steven's forte. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but Fourth um, of July is a incredibly powerful song it's just like it, it is the sonic equivalent of him having the, uh, this conversation with his mother on his deathbed on her deathbed um and seeing some semblance of like the love that he must have been chasing his whole life um finally being shown but just the refrain at the end, uh tell me what did you learn of the tillamook bird on the fourth of july we're all going to die. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like, it ends with echoing. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. And it's just, you know, Steven, you mentioned earlier about these very specific things he writes in his songs. And one thing like local events in Oregon, like the Tillamook burn. Mm-hmm. I always thought Tillamook was like a poisonous plant local to Tillamook, Oregon or whatever. And it was a Tillamook burn. What did you learn from getting burnt by the Tillamook? <laughs> yeah it is like a christmas tree burning and they save them till july or well, something yeah, i mean and, and the thing about sufyan is it's not like too out of character because like he has a beautiful six minute song that's just basically about him getting stung by a wasp mm-hmm. uh <laughs> on the illinois record the predatory wasp of the palisades uh it's more about 
It's about other stuff too. But um, like it makes sense. Did we talk about the 50 States project yet? No, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we'll get to it right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a freeform podcast now, so you might as well. Right? Yeah, well, Sufjan, Sufjan uh, when he first became famous, and I would say it was probably around the time of the Illinois record, um, because uh, the main single off of Illinois uh, is Chicago. And if you've ever... Uh, Very popular song. If, if you've ever... Um, pursued a significant other with dyed hair or <laughs> like that's a good have, way to put it have um gotten in yourself an alt haircut or Mac miller sampled it yeah mm-hmm. yeah um you you've heard but this you guys, song you guys know that no i didn't know that yeah, yeah. just necessarily on Mac miller you guys know. <laughs> Who uh, thought? What, do you know what song no idea okay we'll but, look it up later but um he had originally said because he had an album called Michigan and an album come on field of Illinois. Uh, he said he was starting the 50 States project where he was going to record a song about <laughs> an album. every state or forgive me, an album about every state, which is something that that's a joke Tristan and I would make. Yeah. Uh, but people kept asking him about it. He was like, I'm not doing that. No, but, but if, if we were going to put all of his records into a 50 States canon, this is the Oregon record. Yeah. Right. Uh, that was that's the first thing I ever learned about Sufjan Stevens. When I would hear my sisters play that album, I would say, "So who is this guy?" And the first thing they ever told me was, "Yeah, he's making an album for every state." Because for a while, people thought that, and some people who don't do, who are stuck in the past, live in a rock, still think he's doing that. <laughs> yeah. well, I heard I mean, someone talk about him recently and mention the Fifty State Project. And I said, "That's not real." I mean, you could take his his musical he wrote about the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, the BQE, and you could say that's his New York record. We can all this might be a hot take. Edit it if you want. But we can all agree Sufjan is on the spectrum, the autism oh, yeah. spectrum, without <laughs> a doubt. Like the, the and that's not a bad thing. No, that's not, not a bad thing. If you follow most great musicians are yeah. autistic. If you if you follow his social media, like he he has a very like a, eclectic way of curating. What was his Tumblr called? jarjarbinks.org or something like that yeah he's fun online yeah he's a he's a he's a really cool dude but also if you're if you're raised in a in a commune uh and you have a schizophrenic mom and uh your, your name translates in ancient persian that comes with a sword you're probably gonna be a little kooky a little, <laughs> you're, probably be a little you're probably gonna be a little whack and your favorite musician is judy sill yeah. you're probably gonna be a little quirked out yeah i don't know judy sill I know. I, like I was reading that and of, that was like kismet because she, Tristan, a peek behind the curtain, Tristan's been like on a Judy Sill kick yeah. in the past. She only released two albums. She was a folk singer in the early 70s. She sang like a symphony and like an orchestra and then she got in a car accident and stopped making records and went into seclusion and then died of a heroin overdose. She's she's kind of like Sybil Byer in that yeah, way. Only three albums. One of them was unreleased. Anyways, that's Judy Sill. She's fantastic. Yeah. I listen to Lump Biscuit and Judy Sill. <laughs> <laughs> but she has a lot of religious themes in her. Most of her songs are just straight up religious yeah. themes and that's kind of parallels. So yeah. um, and, and I mean, um, like in terms of other influences, like uh, Zappa is very irreverent, and but but also you like here in Illinois a lot, yeah, with the wacky arrangement, almost, yeah. Because didn't he say that he wanted to make an album that sounded like school kids were playing all the instruments? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is Illinois uh, to a certain extent. It's good he didn't do the fifty album project because Michigan and Illinois are both very long too. Yeah, he, they're, he would, they're both like forty to fifty minute records. Yeah, his entire Black life Illinois is a double would, album. Yeah, his entire life would be yeah. Uh, the 50 projects, but uh, 50 projects albums. If you get a chance to listen to his whole discography, Illinois is like a perfect orchestral Baroque, uh, 
just dream album. It also has some really sad music on it too. Uh, but like in the 50 States project, like, like the Illinois record, like all of the songs are either like heavily influenced by a person or a place in Illinois, or he makes big reference to him, including, but not limited to Decatur, um, John Wayne Gacy Jr. John Wayne Gacy Jr. I was going to use that one at the end. Oh, but sorry. Thank you. Uh, Lincoln, uh, and, uh, serial killer John Wayne Gacy Jr. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he was a junior. Yeah. Yeah. And and the uh, a line repeated many times in that song is and in my best behavior I am really just like him. John John Wayne Gacy. What what Pretty he cool, dressed huh? up like a clown for him. It's a good song. Well, he's just saying like in our darkest moments as humans, we uh, all uh, are capable of evil. A little dramatic. Nelson, you need something? I was looking up the sample that Mac Miller. It's, yeah, it's vis a yeah. What is it? Yeah. Because I heard it's Harry Gerard playing it many years ago. Yeah, it's on well, Donald this, Trump. Yeah, is Donald, that an album called Donald Trump? Yeah, it's it a, a song called Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. No. Fuck like, Donald Trump. <laughs> no, it came out when he was still doing like The Apprentice. Oh, yeah. They had a long-running beef. Well, they did have a long-running beef, and someone won the beef, I suppose. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, it was a little loud. That's not you. Well, is this the song? Yeah. Yeah. Super, it, super it's, chopped. It's, uh, it's like chopped. What song is the original? Chicago. Chicago. Oh, Chicago? Yeah. Oh. Well, this, the Mac Miller song is what you said. Chicago is the sample. <laughs> you, it's going to be, you're going to have a hard time hearing Trying it. to. Yeah. Oh, so many memories flow back when I hear this fucking song. Oh my God. But can I, compare this to Carrie and Lowell, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This different. is much happier. I, I definitely can hear. It's like, a lot more bright. Where they, you know, got, got the dollar yeah. from. I think that also later in the song Trump. you hear, you hear more of a sample <laughs> later in the song, I, yeah. uh, I believe. Hey, Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Rob, uh, are, are there any songs you want to talk about off the record? Or? Did you listen to it? I did listen to it. I listened to it about three times. Name yeah. five of the songs. Well, I have it right then. here. So I <laughs> no, um, no, I really enjoyed it. I um, this is the first album I've ever heard from him. So, yeah, I, I, I would encourage everyone in. to listen to his music. Yeah, he's um, a little polarizing. Not everyone's going to like Sufjan. Not everyone, but I mean, he has had popular crossover. Yeah. He he was he's actually. He, this is a bold statement. He might be the only musician that we've talked about on the show. Gastral Traveling, uh, <laughs> that has been nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, yeah, for Shape of You, Shape of Water. <laughs> was that, uh, no, no, he, he recorded music uh, for Call Me By Your Name, yeah. starring yep. Cannibal, Army Hammer, and uh, Timothy Chalamet, Come Get At Me. Uh, almost <laughs> literally a no cannibal. Yeah. It's not even no. a joke. Yeah. 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 He would be like, Army he gets Hammer. off on eating women. But uh, so. he recorded uh, Mystery of Love, yeah. which was the like theme to the film and that brought him really into the mainstream too. yeah people were going yeah. hog wild for people go people that. still go hog wild yeah. and he performed it at the academy awards with saint vincent i tuned out of that and like soon as you found so mainstream to be honest i'm serious tbh i'm being vulnerable right now to you guys i hated him being on the fucking cable hello no i understand i was just happy for him because like i like seeing my uh <laughs> unlike morrissey i love it when my friends become successful mm-hmm. well suit Sufjan's not my friend. He's my friend. Okay. We hang out. We make pizza rolls. And then he puts his, he almost touches my blouse. 
<laughs> and then I die of Nelson, cancer. Save us now, now please. Um, so, Rob, you did you finish what you were saying over there? Yeah, I'm good. I think we started talking about Walmart or something. Well, no, what, like what are there, are there tracks that spoke to you on this album? Uh, I mean, no, I didn't expect it to be what it was. I didn't expect it to be so um, like deep and dark. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when mm-hmm. just Carrie and Lowell, I definitely thought. Oh. Lol. Lol. Thank you. Carrying lols. I definitely, I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Carry an epic lol cat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, more. more wrong. Carry and fail army. <laughs> Carry and Ray William Johnson. All right. <laughs> um, I def- Carry and Smosh Food War. Equals three. <laughs> I definitely. Um, Carry and I just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Sorry. I, I had to put one in there. That's okay. No, I thought it was going to be more of like a. Um, like a like a ballads type album yeah yeah definitely and yeah. so when i listened to it i was uh, a little caught off guard with it i listened mm-hmm. to it driving I was yeah like, oh. you so. want to drive off a fucking cliff because you're sad <laughs> did you want to text your good friend steven and say don't come on the show say why did you do this to us <laughs> we're gonna have tristan on to do Lint this okay so um eugene mm-hmm. death with dignity beautiful fourth of july mm-hmm. My blue bucket of gold. Is that your rating? Those are my four favorites. Okay. Not in any um, order. Um, also, Death with Dignity can be sung like a Frank Sinatra song. I've been saying this for years. Um, <laughs> Spirit, Spirit, of, oh, no. okay, Spirit of my silence, I can hear you, but I'm afraid to be near you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 it's, it's a big band Frank Sinatra jazz song. Yeah, you're a mean ball. You like that kind of. That's right up your alley. You, you, he's, he's one of the saints of Newark. I heard. Yeah, <laughs> one of the many ones of them. I mean, like if if you had to have like a Mount Rushmore, he would be one of the seven fishes, right? Who are we talking about? Sophie still? Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Frank, yeah, we're talking about Lee Hazelwood. I'm a well, one I'm, of the seven fishes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Dino guy. He was more authentically Italian, I think. Do you know? Yeah, I think so too. Sinatra Sinatra's kind of whitewashed a little bit. No way. He was no too way. Caucasian. I Frank's like the third Cuomo. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> you silly. Cool. You crazy white boy. Um, I'm at a loss for words right now. I would also say that this album, in the words of some 41, is all killer, no filler. Yeah. I don't think there's any bad songs. No, 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 no. It's no, one of those albums no. where there's not one bad song. And it's in that group of albums that I keep in my head where, in a lot like the film Mandy, I no no let me it's not a joke it's Perhaps the film Con Air it is a it is a project a collection of fantastic beautiful things and it's so nice to know that it exists forever yeah it's just a compact just all killer no filler just goodness you know and it's so nice to know that it'll be here forever and you can return to it rely on it just meditate just sink into it and because i mean like not not to sound like a i'm not like other girls zoe de chanel thing mm-hmm. but like sujan's not i mean aside from mystery of love he's not that popular so when no. you meet people that like you get to talk about his music with it's always like a really special thing mm-hmm. and like you said it's going to exist forever if i ever you know like have a kid i'm going to show them this record oh, eventually yeah. i mean like it's poor just, thing it's <laughs> yeah uh 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 yeah. What was your favorite song? No. I, just, I, I like my favorite John is um, my favorite song. Is <laughs> my favorite John is probably Ligazamo. <laughs> no, because it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite song. Is, what is that one? 
I can't think of the name of it now. Sufjan's net worth John, is two million. John, John, <laughs> John, my beloved. Oh yeah, it's yeah. a good song. It's the only You're song. Right. He's my favorite, John. That's why I said yeah. that. <laughs> I had John on the yeah. brain. Uh, it, it's funny you mentioned that song. Uh, Tristan and I actually got to see. Um, Sufjan performed this album live. The Carrie and Lowell tour. And it was the only song from the record he didn't play. Really? John, yeah. my beloved. He didn't play it. No one knows why. He also left out Casimir Pulaski Day. Yeah, which is which is maybe, arguably his best song. I, it's all about bone yeah. cancer and children. Yeah, it's Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, you just oh, you guys have either of you heard that? No, no, just play right now. Let's let it ride. I want to see your faces. Yeah, just as an aside, can you play Casimir yeah. Pulaski yeah, Day? Yeah, let that bad boy ride. Yeah, Casimir Pulaski Day. You might have to spell that for Nelson. You guys have opened a door for me. Yeah. A musical door. I'm going to dive into this. But yeah, no, Sufjan is a uh, gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I feel like I've seen like this album cover before. For sure. You ever gone on 4chan? Moo on 4chan? No. The music area? They they talk about them a yeah, lot? Yeah, that and like, you know, in an airplane over the sea and stuff. Even his less popular stuff like Age of Odds, mm-hmm. and, um, which was kind of like a sonic departure. In my top five. Um, and and I mean like um, Seven Swans, which is like a very like, uh, I would say like almost in some cases lo-fi uh, it's a straight up Christian album. Yeah, too. It's it's very spiritual. Yeah. Very spiritual. Um, the oh my, I always say the word wrong. Uh, the transcendent. The 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 transfiguration. The transfiguration. Yeah. yeah. Christ transfiguration. Yeah. To his disciples. Yeah. That's the a three. That's a freaking banger of a song. Where he ex- where he took on the true form of God in a yeah. blinding light. In fact. Did you know? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of uh, speak so much about an album because it's just like, uh, which is why it's great for a podcast where we speak about albums. Mm, but sure. but uh, <laughs> but but it's just like um, it's uh, some part of it. Some parts of it are a gut punch, um, and and this is Sufjan Stevens in general. Some parts of his songs are are real gut punches. Some of them are those uh, really uh, like just look in the mirror moments where you feel the need to like kind of just like sit and let it sit with you and, and reflect. And then there's some moments that are just so like uh, joyful. And I know that those moments were few and far between on Carrie and Lowell. But mm-hmm. I mean like um, I, I think that um, the song, the only thing ties it together really well. Um, life can be um, really difficult, right? Sometimes it can be very difficult. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and you're fucking wild. It's like a hog and slop. And, uh, and, uh, the, the cool thing is like, um, you know, I, I think Thomas Hobbes says that life is uh tragic, brutal and short in its nature. Um, God, Ian. but, but, but I'm not really a Hobbesian. I'm more of a lock guy. I think like we're, we're inherently good, but like, but like Sufjan goes like pretty deep in it where it's like really the, the only reason that life's worth sticking around is just like the, the signs and wonders mm-hmm. so the beautiful things that we find not only in this world, but in each other, um, whether it's sea lion caves in the dark or whatever. You're right, Rob. Yeah, I'm good. You some prayer. Sorry. Gastrol studio is uh, adjacent to a daycare. Yeah. So you might like it right it's, a, it's adjacent to the daycare that was also adjacent to the uh, Oklahoma City uh, Trade Commission. <laughs> I was going to bring up Oklahoma City because the, the U-Haul was right in front of the nursery. Yeah. Full of manure. 
What? What the fuck? Is the, the Oklahoma City bombing. That's what I thought you were talking the about. The biggest attack on America before. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, the, the U-Haul that uh, they blew up was full of manure because fertilizer is uh, high, highly explosive. That I shit realize, was bomb. I didn't realize it was a U-Haul. I thought it was just a truck. I mean, oh, they just explode explode pay, right? You know how I know that name? Well, how? Ward Home. What's Ward Home? <laughs> the fucking play we did about 9-11. <laughs> oh, Ward Home. Oh, I remember Ward Home. Holy shit. <laughs> Dan built those towers. They did a great job. He, he, she, tried to get us to, she tried to do us to get that show. Any final thoughts on Sufon, Suf, Soufflé Suf Stevens? Young. Check it out. Suf. They called him Subaru. Yeah, I mean, it's a, the, the, calling him Subaru is canon in the Sufjan Stevens expanded universe. Yeah. The, 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 hey, get it while well, it's still SS canon because Disney's going to buy the, the rights to the songs and make the it really not S -S -E -C -U. canon. S-S-E-C-U. Yeah, it's, they're going to turn it into Sufjan Legends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, true, probably <laughs> like the like like they did with the fucking Yuzon Vong invasion. But yeah, check out Karen Lowell. Don't do it Admiral if you're in a throng. <laughs> don't, don't do it if you're in a great mood. But the uh, expanded metaverse of Kit Fitzo. All right, Wokoon. <laughs> I can't think of any of them. I don't know. <laughs> they fucking tried to retcon Joe Yauza. He's in the fucking movie, dude. <laughs> Can I be on the next episode I'm on? Can can I do um, Star Wars? Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Because you guys should invite John, me back. This episode's going so well. Uh, yes. No, no, no. John Williams. Uh, Max Rebo, um, the uh, the uh, blue elephant that plays at Jabba's palace because of his gambling debts. I would like to do a review of him. Also, his ensemble performance with Sai Snoodles and Joe Yauza, as seen in 1983's Star Wars. Return of the Jedi, originally called Revenge of the Jedi. Um, an original Revenge of the Jedi poster came into Gold and Silver Pawn on one of the episodes of Pawn Star. Uh, I know, this I've been there. an episode of the horse. And, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> and I, told uh, you. I had something funny, fun to say, but I totally forgot it. Um, do you guys want me to do... <laughs> oh, I'm more of a Figrin Day in the Cantina Figur Band. Figrin Day in the Mono Modes. Yes. Uh, no, but, but, no, but I, uh, check out Gary yeah. Lowell, of course. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I know that you guys probably do listen to the music either uh, before you listen to our episode mm -hmm. or... or uh, or afterward, at least. But I, I would say, like, um, hopefully before. Hopefully they listen to the album before. Hopefully, but what like, a waste um, if not. Like, I can't say enough that like, having to remember everything we said on the podcast <laughs> when you listen to the album. I can't say enough about like, um, Angel had like an incredibly thoughtful dish, oh, yeah. and, and like, like yeah. as I've sat and thought about it over, you know, the time we've been talking, like it, it really does make sense with the record, and um, I'd encourage people just to like. Um, Listen to weird music, like right. like, like check out, yeah. like like listen to stuff that's outside of your comfort zone. Not only in terms of like genre, but like listen to music that makes you think. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think anyone can listen to an album like Carrie and Lowell and then not have to have like a like a conversation with yourself or at least reflect. And that's uh, one of the healthiest things that we can do as people. What are two albums we should all listen to tomorrow? Tomorrow, mm -hmm. what? Uh, because he said expand your horizon. So, man, here's man. a call to action: uh, listen to two Tristan, albums. Tristan, you're better at this than I am. Will you do two? While I think it too. Yeah, listen to Heart Food by Judy Sill, and I'm going to need you to listen to Judy Sill by Judy Sill. 
Okay. So the two albums that Cheese has released. Yeah, yeah the only two albums. Only Starfish. And listen to it. Hot dog flavored. Well, that was okay. that was last week's episode. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> uh, I would say um, listen to Flood by They Might Be Giants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, from 1990, and I would also say listen to um, the Gilded Palace of Sin by the Flying Burrito Brothers. Oh. Perfect. Um, thank you. I would say listen to Enter the Wu Tang. <laughs> The thirty six chambers. <laughs> the thirty six chambers. Uh, there's a couple of people that make a, uh, an appearance on that. The Jizza, the Rizza, <laughs> a couple of guys. Uh, Inspector Deck, <laughs> Ghostface Killer, <laughs> Heart Food, and Dan Reader by Dan Reader. Oh, Dan Reader's awesome. Yeah. Listen to Dan, Dan Reader. Reader. Heart Food and Dan Reader by Dan Reader. Self titled album. Really though, Rob, you'll love Dan Reader. Thank you. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Welcome to the Horse House Podcast, bringing you some of the greatest. I'd say some of the greatest content you can get from Cocoa Beach, Florida. Uh, Where can we find you? Uh, Spotify, iOS podcast app, SoundCloud, if you're one of those types. Um, and I think perhaps Apple Music, maybe. I have no, no idea. No, you're, you're on Apple Music. We're on Apple yeah, Music? Yeah, well, yeah. thank God. Yeah, yeah. Apple um, Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's why I listen well, to Well, whatever. It, it, yeah. Apple. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, Tim Apple. But uh, but yeah, check us out. We have a lot of fun. Um, send a send a carrier pigeon um, out mm-hmm. and just write a letter on it and it will come to us. Listen yeah. to 321 323 That's Cocoa Beach, Florida. 321-323-9521. Cocoa Beach, FLA. Um, and, uh, if you poke your head in a post office, um, my spirit's in there. Um, uh, final message to my gastro traveling listeners. Uh, it's been a great time. It's been a wild ride. Uh, I'd like to thank Angel. I'd like to thank Rob. I'd like to thank Nelly. And I'd like to thank my lawyer, Tristan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he will be sending a cease and desist. So this never sees the light of day. <laughs> yeah. And that being said, uh, in the words of British poet, Philip Larkham. In the words of British poet Philip Larkin, we should be gentle of each other. We should be kind while there's still time. Bye bye. Thank you. Gastro traveling, you know the links. (laughs) That was fun.